So, um, I was there for two days, and the first day, and when I walked into the church, I was wondering if the service was a funeral service. I was wondering if it was a service of living beings and for the redeemed. Because when I walked in the service, everybody looked so sad and I just didn't understand what they were doing. So the Lord allowed us to teach a few things. And so the second day, I was there. For the first day, attendance was low, but the second day, the, the, the place was good. And I began to watch to see if what was taught the previous night was being put to work the second night. And I realized that just very few of them were put into work. I shared with them about the fact that when you come to God's presence, you've come to Mount Zion. You've come to the city of the living God. And I, I, the Lord gave me an example of Imagine you're there and you receive a message from a friend and tells you that, oh, a friend of mine in the president's office said I should give you this message that your name has come to the president's desk and the president wants to beat you. Then I said to them that just because you know who the president is, as soon as that message gets to you, it affects you in every sense of it. You now begin to think, how will my name get to the president? How should I look when I go before him? Some excitement is in your heart. And you don't know, you just can't wait to go and have that privilege where that the president of a nation has called you to his office to meet you. In fact, when you are approaching his office, you don't know whether you should bow to greet him or salute him you don't know what name to give him because of the person that you are going to be and i told them that if you know you come to meet the living god that is god not man god what should that do to you and the lord laid on my heart he said that the believer's expressions on his way to church and at church shows the level of knowledge he has of me and you can't hide it there is no how you are meeting an important personality be diplomatic about it there's an excitement that you can't hide and a couple of things the lord allowed me to share so the next day when i got there i was waiting i was looking at them i was looking at them to see their response to even their praise and worship their response to things and i realized that there's a little improvement. And then the Lord told me something. He said to me to tell them that growth is not a wish. Growth. You don't wish growth. You don't wish growth. You don't, you don't grow because you are wishing it. And I said to them that no matter how sumptuous a meal may look, the smell of the food or the aroma of the food Suggest to you that ah, this meal will be very, very sweet. No matter that aroma, no matter how long you spend time to appreciate the aroma of the food and appreciate the one that prepared it, 
and spend hours to appreciate the person that prepared it, how the person was thoughtful about you. Say what you are celebrating the meal and the one who prepared it. That celebration of meal equal to eating. And you and I know that the reason for preparing a meal is for growth. You want to grow. So your growth, your development is because of what you are eating. The quality and quantity of what you are eating. If you are not eating it, no matter how qualitative that food is, it will not show in your body. So the only way that a believer attains unto spiritual maturity is simply by learning. It's simply by receiving the word and eating the word. How do you eat the word? By putting the word to work. If you receive a word today, and you cannot do the work tomorrow. You will not be different tomorrow from what you are today. Please, are you with me? Are you with me? You will not be different. The difference comes when you now begin to act differently on what was different that you have received. If you have not acted upon it, the difference will not be seen. It means you are not growing. And I told them, the basic thing begins with writing notes. Basic. If you can't write notes, record it your phone. And listen. Not just listen to memorize because you'll be asked. But you are listening to do. To do. Hallelujah. And the reason I'm saying this now is because the theme of the month is such that it will not profit any of us if we refuse to do. If you refuse to take notes, if you refuse to listen to the instructions you are given, <laughs> hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? This month, take the teachings very serious. Everything that the Lord has been giving us from the beginning of the year till now, every one of them is interrelated. And you have to put them to work. If we don't do that, if you and I don't do that, the desire change, we will end the year and there's not been any transformation in our lives because we did not put work to it. You can't sleep your way into growth. You can't sleep your way. You can't sleep into maturity. Hallelujah. And let me also say the will of God. Let me say the will of God. Anytime you come to a point where you think you know, you have ended. You have ended. You're, you're, that's the end. That's the end. Now, it's one thing for you to hear with your ears, another for you to listen with your heart. Hello? When Bishop was giving us the team on Sunday, I was listening to him and I was writing. Then I recorded it. When I went home and played the record, I realized that I didn't hear a lot of things. Though I was, I was hearing him. While he was talking, I was writing notes. And I was recording. But when I go home and I listen to the record, I realized that ah, I still missed a lot. Then I was now wondering, ah, so how are some of you able to keep the message that is taught here? 
because I don't see you right. And I don't see you go home and study. Because it's practical, it shows. One of my dear sons happened to go on a, a seminar outside the country. And we were talking later, it was like, frankly speaking, everything we were taught at that seminar is what you've been teaching us. But we are not listening to you. And they had to pay money and fly to go and listen to it. He said, sir, I am not joking. Everything you share here about business, about life, is what these people are teaching us we have to pay money for. Because the team for this month is <laughs> one of those things that you just play around and work in it. You can't. And I just have to give this as a background so you understand these things. The church I went to preach, the man is, is a PhD holder in theology. And the man is very careful who comes on the altar. He doesn't know me. It was the daughter and the team that put the program together. So he wasn't sure who was it that was coming. So the first thing he wouldn't come. Because I don't know who was coming to come and preach. But after the first night, the first night, I didn't, I didn't look at my time because I prepared three messages. God canceled all the three. He canceled all the three until I got to the altar and I began to speak the word of God. And then the man was like, oh, oh, ah. He called the next day, ah, oh, we, we are dying. You are the ones taking over. Please stay like this. Don't change. And I was listening to myself as the Lord was speaking. And I realized that the word was coming. Elderly people, they were writing notes somewhere. Just, and I said, it's the same thing oh, we are teaching in church. Oh. And our people, our head, are looking like that. They do that with the word. Same thing. The thing for this man that the Lord has given to our father is Creativity. Now, creativity is a serious matter. And please, I beg you. One of my sons traveled. He went to a certain country. He said, Daddy, what do you want? I said, I want books. 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 So when he was coming, he brought 20 books. I bought 20 books. He had to be at the bush. He was taking video. I had to take this one. Take that one. Take that one. Books. Books. Why? Because until my mind has been renewed, this life will change. And this is creativity man. This month, you can't afford to be lazy about reading. And you can't afford to be lazy about praying the spirit. Dubai is Muslim. It's a Muslim environment. Muslim. They are Muslims. They don't speak in tongues. They don't go to church. They are Muslims. You understand? They don't believe in your triune God. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. All right? But years ago, their leaders realized ah, the way the oil is going, they could foresee ahead of time that in some 50, 60 years from now, we won't get this oil again. What do we do? Then they started using the revenue of the oils we're selling to now decide to make the place. It's a desert. The, the heat in that place is worse than Bolgatanga. But they decided that we'll use the revenue and make that place a krabeshe. To the point that it was never said, it was never heard anywhere that men can make land out of a sea. 
go and go to the YouTube and go and check the construction and the making of Dubai. Extract the the exceed they brought land out. Nobody was possible in Dubai. They have a whole vast land that is designed like the world map. So there's Africa, there's Australia. Men who don't speak in tongues, men who don't come to church, men who don't read their Bible. Why? It's because we're going to talk about. Christianity does not make us useless in our minds. Yes, Christo Jimmy. Then put it that way. Christianity doesn't mean speciality. Speciality does not mean that our mind is kept on hold. It can't work again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you're not here. Are you here with me? Christianity does not mean that our minds are dead. That our minds can't work anymore. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And, and this month, that's what God has laid upon his, the, life, uh, the servant. That we'll look at it. Now, for, for your pastor to come and say, Ushers, wear this attire. It is mind. Protocol. Wear this attire. It is the mind. It is creativity. Oh, when choir you are called, get up straight. Walk fast. It is creativity. Listen to me carefully. Orderliness and excellence are products of creativity. But the lazy person can be creative. The sense to clean a place and make sure the chairs are orderly is creativity. So it says, is it not strange for a Holy Ghost filled believer? Now, uh, let, let's pick Dubai again because there are some nations that, you know, I've tipped on my, in my, in my memory and in some materials I have that I will visit, not for ministry, I'm just going there to feed my eyes. Singapore is one. Even China. Korea. I want to go and see how men who don't speak in tongues no, not the wicked guy. <laughs> How men, men, because in Dubai right now, in Dubai, even in China, if you leave your phone on the way, you will go and come back and pick it. We are speaking in tongues here, but our phones are missing in church. Are we okay? So um, my question is that if now we are going to missions in Dubai, what is our message? The message we are preaching now is that come to Jesus Christ and your life will be better. Okay, now we have been sent to Dubai for missions. What are we going to say? What is the reason for Christ? Christ did not come for material gain. Christ came for an excursion in God. Because nobody needs Jesus to make money. Oh, you don't know. Then what, what we talk about Dubai? Uh, this guy, uh, Bill Gates. The guy is sleeping. When he sleeps, when he wakes up, he's made over millions of dollars. While you and I, we are trusting God for, we've never seen $20,000 before. While, while he's sleeping, 
He has put mechanisms in place over the years that while he's sleeping, when he wakes up, he's richer. I'll get you figures. That's what this man is about. I'll get you figures. The wealthiest people on, on earth, as we call them, and what they gain while they are sleeping, with all the hustle that some people are hustling, we go nowhere. And they are not holy. That is my point. I hope you understand this. We are supposed to be, we're supposed to have advantage no matter what. But it's because there's an aspect of us that we think that is unspiritual. Hello? Are you still with me? I mean, you're in church right now. You, when you come take give offering, you are careful. Because you might come back and not meet your purse. Just um, today, uh, yeah, today or yesterday, I saw a video, something that happened in Wa, where a guy and a, a lady did some something and it, it leaked. And the elders of the land wrapped them by pole, flogged them. And then I began to read those comments. This, this is not right. This is wrong. These has been happening. Because in Dubai, go and steal. No, you try and see. There's something called Sharia law. Yeah. So you steal pen, they catch you. They ask you, long sleeve or short sleeve. That is, should they cut the hand here or cut here? Next time, when you have half hand, you go and steal. But yeah, that law, Paul says, is death. And we have the law of the spirit of life. And we lack discipline. Like we lack it. So I'm trying to understand. It's one of the things I say, Lord, how come that we have the real thing and then we are fake? What is happening, Father? And it's simply because a lot of us believers think that when it comes to our lives, everything God must do it. If he's not doing, we are not doing. And we have equated idleness and indiscipline to spirituality. Wrong definition of spirituality. Now, that was by the way. It's creativity. Praise God. Now, Genesis, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26 and 28. Genesis 1, 26 and 28. I, I, I hope you're with me. You're, you're with me, right? Hallelujah. Can we have it on the screen so that we read and then... We, we. It's my prayer that in this month of June, that every one of us in this family, there shall be a breathing over our minds. That army can be more creative than what you have done. Do we have it on the screen, sir? Genesis 1 verse 26 and the verse number 28. Now, before we read it, write this down. I wish I was using the, I was using the, the lapel mic. I wish I was here. Because I want to hold this thing and walk around you. I don't stay in that place. There's some of you, when I come, look at your eyes, you write something. Then look at you, something, enter your head. Hallelujah. Now, before we read it, through the month, by the instruction of the bishop, we're going to be looking at the power of imagination in creativity. The power, so write them down. The power of imagination in creativity. We are going to look at, we're going to look at, uh, where's the other one? 
the wisdom in creativity, the place of creativity. So the first one is imagination. The next one is the place of creativity. And then we'll also look at the place of the word in self-world creation. Hallelujah. And these are the instruments that we shall be engaging in these three things. Number one, the word. So you'll be hearing the word of God. The Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And then, so the word, the Holy Spirit, and excellent mind and life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now before I read this thing, note this, that God is a God of purposes. He's a God of plans. God is a God of purpose. He's a God of plans. What does that mean? Now, just so that you know, it's also in the Bible. Give us our favorite scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11, before we come back to Genesis. Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Holy Spirit, help us hear your voice. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Give us the NIV. Let me see how the NIV looks like it. NIV, the New International Version. The New International Version. It says, For I know the what? Or say it again, the what? I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So, God is a God of plans and purposes. Time won't allow me to go through Isaiah and make you see different scriptures. But on Sunday, by God's grace, we'll touch them briefly and then go to another. So, God is a God of plans and purposes. What, what is plan? It means that there is a definite reason for doing something and then he puts together structures and things before he gets it done. So, God doesn't just get up and out of the blue just do something no he's a god of plans and purposes so before god in genesis chapter number one will create the universe create the world both seen and unseen he had a plan he had a purpose he had a plan he had a purpose before that an example is in jeremiah chapter one verse number five give us that one Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Now it says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. So you see, all this thing was not done when he was born. Before he was born. Before. Before. Prior to the time you were born. It means his plans. So I planned you out. In my plan, included my plan, was the fact that I will set you apart. In my plan was that you will be a prophet. And I've appointed you as such. And Paul mentions in the book of Galatians. So he said, there is God who separated me from my mother's womb. And yet when the man came, he was stoning people. God plans. When you take your time to read the book of Ephesians chapter 1 carefully, you see it. You see it. You see God talk about it. So he's a God of plans and purposes. So, 
Let me repeat this if you've not heard it before. If you've heard it before, it's a blessing to have a repetition. How you were born is not as important as the fact that you were born. How you were born is not as important as the fact that you were born. Because for you to have been born, no matter what led to your birth, you are not an accident. You are a product of God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. Your father was not responsible, was not, was irresponsible. Your mother was irresponsible. Or you never met your father. You met, never met your mother. People that raised you are strangers who raised you up. Take your mind off how you were born and where you came from. And I want you to have it in your spirit, man. That regardless of how I was born, I am a child by divine plan. I am not a mistake. I am not an error. I didn't come by mistake. Now, these statements are not motivational words. This is the word of truth. How I came should not be your consideration now. But the fact that before I came, I was planned. There are some, some families that say, oh, we didn't intend to have this baby. You know, we had, we had a family planning. We don't know how he escaped the thing that appeared. So to them, that baby is unplanned. But in God's mind, he's planned. And so there, there are wombs. There are wombs. There is the womb mind of God. That was where you and I were. Before we were found packaged into an earthen vessel in the womb of a man, of a woman. And then, when nine months was over, you were raptured from that universe. And then you were brought to this place, to this next womb. This is the womb of, the, of time. Hallelujah. It's interesting to note that your exit from this womb is a tomb. So eternity is another womb. But what I want to stress is that you were in the mind of God. And God programmed you. He said his plan is to make you prosper. Make you advance. His plan is to make you a, a praise. A glory. His plan is that he can use you to boast of his faithfulness. But you see, that plan needs your partnership. That plan needs your partnership. Because God is raising sons, not irresponsible children. And one of the, one of the attributes of sons is responsibility. So you partnering with God is an expression of you responding to God's ability. So responsibility. It's a partnership. What I'm trying to say is, love God, 
if you don't, if you and I do not accept this reality, that the manifestation of God's plan in our lives, <laughs> partnership is not an option. It's a must. That is why when we, when we, when we walk through a whole day without uttering prayer to God, we are saying that we're not in partnership with you. Prayer is one of the ways by which we are telling God that we agree that we are partners with you in this business you want to unveil. So God is a God of purposes and plans. So, now if God is a God of purposes and plans, then it means that he took his time to consider your whole makeup before he made you. Now let's go to Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26. Let's have it. Good. Thank you, sir. Then God said, somebody say, God said, let us, that is the Godhead. In chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning, Elohim, Elohim created. So, the Godhead. In 1 John 5, I think verse 7, it says that there are three that bear record in heaven. All right? The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Hallelujah. So God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. So let us, we are planning, let's plan it. Let's plan it. So God planned. He planned. He planned. Now verse 28. Verse 28. Then, okay, let's go 27. Sorry, to, to follow. 27, sorry, to follow. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That tells you clearly that male and female are not different. But by reason of function, my wife made a statement to me, eh, the real way. And the, the reason I was sad was because it was so true. I could tell this one was not a face of the spirit. She said that most men marry. When they marry, they treat their wife like they didn't have sense before they married them. And it's the truth. Look at how husbands will instruct our wives. Like they didn't have any, any sense. If they didn't have sense, how do you marry them? I'm saying clean the house. You're saying what? Do you know what is right for you? You're a big fool to do that. Because marriage is between two mature people. But sometimes we, we husbands, this by the way, we treat the women, our wives, as if that they had no sense. They make a room. Don't you see it? No, don't you see what I'm talking about here? When have, have you seen Jesus Christ exert himself on you? When was the last time you saw the Holy Ghost forcing you to do something? Show me. And remember, the marriage is only a shadow of a reality. What's the reality? Jesus and his church. So we are the only ones that show a shadow. A shadow should not be different from the, the real substance. But here we are. The shadow is so different. That's by the way. Verse 28. This month I want to be disciplined. Follow the message. Then God blessed them 
And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So people of God, God planned. So the whole creation of man, God sat down and planned. For man to have two eyes, he planned. Man to have nose with holes in it, it was a plan. Man to have a neck so that the, the head is not joined to the body. That's why, that's why none of us were born with our neck joined to our body. How, how many of you were born? No. We grow, we grow big, then we get joined. It's not good for you. For your head, for your, there's, for there's no space between your head and your, and your this, uh, there's a problem. No, I, I, I'm, please take the truth from me. I'm telling the truth, truth here. How you were brought up, it shows that that is how God will be. Having a pot belly is not part of the plan. No, I'm telling the truth. It's a chimney, auntie. What's wrong? For man to have two hands, it was planned. Man to have ten fingers, it was planned. For him to have intestines, it was planned. But much more. First Thessalonians 5.23. Give us that one. Do you like what we are studying? We are building, we are building a foundation. And to continue from there by God's grace. Now, he said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit. Before we finish this reading, people of God, let me repeat this thing again here. When you buy every product, the manufacturer puts a booklet in that box. And that booklet is called the manual. In other words, the manufacturer is saying that I can't be everywhere at the same time. But this is me packaged in a book. So that what you would have asked me, how does this work? How does that work? I have packaged it. I saw ahead of time that you would need me to explain to you. But I can't be there. So I've written it. That is what the Bible is. So if you want to know what this gadget, this device can do, its limits, its abilities, open this book. In it are all its potentials and how to unlock them. I would be. So in other words, the only thing that is a true reflection of the manufacturer's mind is his manual. Are you with me at all? Are you here? How many of you have bought products before? You bought a, a gadget and then when you, you were just in a haste to open this, when you opened it, there is a phone, you brought the phone out, then you didn't even look at manual. And then you meet somebody, you know, like a, a brother of mine saw another brother who had bought a particular phone, an iPhone 13 Pro. Max, and then the brother who has been using it has explored. He said, ah, "Oh, you're taking camera, you're taking a picture." No, no, no. This is how they do it with iPhone 13. This is what you must do to get this quality. He said, "I didn't know. How will you know? Because the manual was not read. Are you there? The manual was not what read. The only way you know what that phone can do is to read the manual. People of God." The manual is the 
is the only thing that is equal to the manufacturer. That is why God said, in the beginning was the word. So, all this creation, the word was there. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So, actually, the word of God in print is God. How you treat your Bible is how you are treating God. So, his word is truth. So, for you to buy a product and discard the manual and go around asking, how is this done? It's not wisdom. Are you with me? Hello? So, before you look for a prophet to tell you about your future, take the manual. So that whatever the prophet is saying can be a confirmation and then it must be verifiable by the word. Else, you might use an iron to toast bread and think that the iron is a toaster. I tell you. So, the manual that tells us the truth about us is saying that you and I we have a spirit we have a soul we have a body it's these three parts that makes you a human being the word human is humus man being Humus is sand. Man is the spirit. The being is the body. There is, there are spirit beings. But it's a human being. So it's this three that makes you a complete human being. Concentrating on one part. And forgetting the others makes you a human something. So, this month, our focus is on the soul. Is he come? Nana Bay come. Leslie come. No, Sandra come. Leslie sit down. Sandra come. Sandy, Sandy, I just want to help you. It's like you're in the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to help you. So, use your Please come closer here. All right. Now, face, three of you face that way. Okay, good. People of God, look at them. Are you seeing them? How many are they? One, two, three. Okay. So, this is the spirit. So, when you see a sea, you only see the body. You don't see the soul. And you don't see the spirit. So as I'm looking at you, I am seeing the body. I don't see the soul. The only idea I have that there's a soul in this body is that the eyes are blinking. It is that soul inside that allows the eyes to blink and the head to move. 
The soul and spirit is the reason the body is moving. Ima, you too come. Spirits be there. So, body, are you okay? Now, you see this nice shirt this man of God is wearing. If you, let's say, he gets home, he hangs it, and then the wife enters the room and sees the sleeves moving. And then the sleeve is coming to where? Then we must quickly check which village is it coming from. Because this cloth is made to be worn. Before it is worn, it's lifeless. When somebody dresses with his hair, oh boy, life. Oh. So it's the body wearing this that gives this cloth life. Raise your hand, sir. When I say raise your hand, I was talking to your clothes. I was talking to, to him. So when I say raise the hands, fold your arms. Fold them. Fold them. Fold them. <laughs> raise your hands. You know, I'm talking to the man, not the clothes. Are you with me? So, put your hands down, sir. Just as this clothes mm, is made to be worn, this flesh was made to be worn by the spirit and the soul. So when somebody dies, it's like he getting home and removing his clothes and hanging. This guy, this thing is useless. The real person is walking around. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? But you cannot say that because this thing is useless without being on this man, you will not wash it. Because by reason of wearing, this thing becomes dirty. So though the body is not the primary thing, yet you have to take care because it's part of you. So no matter how anointed you are, if you are smelling, we won't listen to you. People of God, this month, we are talking of the, the one. The, do like this. Look at your eyes. Shake your head. That being inside that makes these clothes to move is what we are talking about. Is that you with me? Are you okay? So, so the shirt, you know, is the body. Sit down, sir. This is the body. This is what we see. So when a guy meets and says, ah, when I saw you and I fell in love, you are not correct. You were attracted to the body just as you see a cloth hanging in the store and you are attracted to it. But you begin to appreciate the cloth when you wear and it fits you. So the love for her comes by fellowship, not by first sight. Because why? The cloth attracted you. But what is in the soul and the spirit? They are going to put ring on this hand. But I'm going to marry this and this. Unfortunately, this one is more stubborn. The soul. Please, spirit. Uh, okay, so one thing about spirit that this spirit, spirit being. God, come. Come, come. 
Come and stand by him. So, with the spirit, man is able to relate with God and the spirit world. Okay? Now, now place your hand on his shoulder. With the soul, the spirit, with the soul, the spirit is able to relate with the uh, come. This is the world. This is the material world. Things you can see. Place your hand. Good. So, this is the spirit relating with God. The soul is to relate with the spirit so that the spirit can relate with the body to touch the world. Without the body, cannot touch the world. This is why it's easy to cast out devils. Because they don't have the body. The only visa to stay in this material world is body. They don't have it. Oh, are you here? Are you here? Now, people of God. So when a man sinned against God, hold your hand, sir. Before man sinned, this was how the, the spirit was with God. Because of that, hmm? now, Go back. Go to her back. You to follow. Bros, go to the back. Uh-huh. Now, so before the fall of man, you see that the spirit is leading. The spirit is leading. When God came and said, I've made animals. Name them. He just let them name because he is with God. The spirit is alive with God. It's connected to God. Because he's the one leading the soul and the body all follow the leading of the spirit. But when man fell, God leave. God stood there. Now, oh yeah, so come to this body, follow. Stand here. So when they say somebody is he's carnally minded, it means that it's no longer this man, the spirit, dictating to the body, but this one I need the world, not the earth. I need the world. World, come. Come. Hold his hand. So, now, the soul is not in connection with the spirit. He's worldly, controlling this guy. So, when he says somebody is canal, means the person is not led by a leading spirit. Okay. World, go. Earth, go. God, thank you. Go. So when you become born again, it means that God revives your spirit to be connected to him. Now, because of how long the soul has been with the world, it must be renewed. There must be a transfer of the life here into this one. So that this life here can be different. So this soul here also has subordinates. Spirit, sit down. Body, sit down. Soul, soul. This is the soul. So everybody has a soul. You don't, you don't have a soul, then you are cops. We don't know what they're doing here. It's in that soul we have a personality. That's your personality. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, sir. So, 
This is the soul. In this soul, there is, come, mind, come. Mind. Mind is part of the soul. Stand behind him. Intellect. Come here. Are you clapping for them for getting up and come closer to him? Okay, good. Stand there. It's the intellect. Now, some writers talk about emotions. So, let's have emotion. Mike, no, sorry. Mike, bro. Yes, emotion. And thank God that we have a tall person for emotions. Go and say somebody is emotional. It means that emotions are taller than me. Are, are you here with me? So, in fact, some even add the will. But some say no. The will should be in the spirit. We've laid it down for another day. Because our focus for this month has to do with the mind. Now, so, this is the soul. In the soul, you have the mind. You have the intellect. You have the emotions. This month, we want to talk about the mind. Hallelujah. In the mind is imagination. Hello? Now all of you sit down. So, you have received Christ. Praise God. But your mind has not received Christ. You are programmed for glory. But your mind has not been reprogrammed for glory. So saints, you were created in the image of God. God planned you. You have a spirit, you have a soul, you have a body. And in the soul, you have the mind. Is that okay with us? And let me read some few, few things and then I, I close. By God's grace, uh, Papa has given the privilege to preach on Sunday again. So, Sunday, Sunday will continue. This thing is so dear to the bishop. It's so dear. If you and I are going to excel in our businesses, we're going to excel in ministry, let me give an example. When the Lord placed in my heart some of the things that he's allowed me to do now, I saw them ahead of time. Not everything, but I had a picture. The picture kept increasing as I fed the imagination. Hallelujah. And then your friend said, Some years ago, when I would dress on campus, I wear my striped, you know, pants, you know, trousers. It's black, but striped white pants. And I wear my check, check. Brown. Then I wear my tie. Pattern tie. Boom. Charlie, I feel so good. Like I feel like, no, come on, man. I've dressed. One day, a friend of mine didn't saw me, didn't say anything. He said, oh, you're looking good. Didn't say anything. It was after class in the evening. He said, ah. I said, what happened? I said, what happened? What? I said, you, don't, you don't wear a pattern top, check, check, on stripe, and then a pattern tie. It's not done. Hey. I said, why do you tell the money? He said, no, no. I don't, he said, when I saw you, 
you felt so good that you're well dressed. So I had to allow you to feel the goodness of your dressing. Now I can tell you, so you don't do it again. So, <laughs> you just have that example in your mind. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. Have you, have you been in that situation before where you would you dress and you know this dressing there you're on top only for you to realize later that Charlie you don't do it like that <laughs> I mean, have you had such experience have such experience you wore some yellow shirt and some purple tie and you got some green trousers to match <laughs> and then your belt was black but your shoe was different color <laughs> you felt so colorful in the Lord <laughs> Hallelujah. So saints. Oh, the Lord help us. Let me read a few things very quickly. I think I should stop. I don't want to go beyond the time today. So saints. So there must be a partnership between us and God. So God intentionally gave us all of this. And people of God, you need all of this. To walk in the fullness and the perfection of God's agenda for you. If you lack any of this from functioning, you may look like you are achieving, but in the sight of God, you're a mischief. So Bill Gates has developed his soul, his mind. He's wealthy, but in the sight of God, he's not complete. Because he has a wife. He has a wife. It's not about a wife. Complete is not about wife and husband. Complete is not, it's not wife. It's not marriage. So Lord, give me my, my better half. So all oh, this wife be half. Nah. No. No. The prayer point says, God is that you keep you holy. May your whole spirit. Your whole. If you are not complete in Christ, if you marry, you complete in marriage. That is why you should never see singleness as a curse. It's a blessing. Don't be in a hurry to leave the singleness class into marriage class. You might suffer too much. In fact, you might be married but still be single. Not because your wife, your wife is there, Papa, but you are single. It is God that completes you. So you need all of this. I was watching an interview of a wonderful man of God in this nation. Who God is using in an aspect of ministry and they asked him what is the secret of your success he said grace and work and many people have an issue with him for saying that but Paul said in 1st Corinthians 15 verse 10 take me there I think on Sunday then I'll start the message on the imagination let me leave it there so let's, let's read the scripture and then we pray. So, but by that, let's take from verse 9. Thank you, Father. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10 now. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace toward me was not in vain. 
So you see, I am what I am by what? Oh, I can hear you. By what? Oh, you can't read it. I am what I am by what? I am what I am. He said, but by his grace, I am what I am. Okay? So I'm a product of grace. And he says, and his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored. I worked. It means I invested with grace. So there are a lot of us that are graced, but we are not investors of grace. Are you here? So it's like being so gifted, but you don't have skill. Skill is not a gift. Gift. Gift is given. Skill is cultivated. Oh, are you here with me? Hallelujah. Oh, some people say that. Oh, Pastor Zah, he doesn't rehearse. He doesn't rehearse. He just, he just walks in an unusual anointing. But what you don't realize is that there was a season of my life that was supposed to be for investing into the skill. Because time was going to come by reason of the kind of schedule I'll be having, I can't do it anymore. To take a lot to get it done. So, the times that I would download songs of different, different artists over the years and score their songs, do the flips in my room, the times that I would jog seven, eight kilometers every weekend and do push-ups just for my voice being shaped, 100 push-ups every day, sit-ups and stuff. So if you, if you hear, a Pastor, how are you able to sing even when your voice is cracked? I had to learn those times when I had no many programs. How to sing when I'm stressed. But I can't teach you. They ask me, I can't teach. Because there was a system that God helped me to cultivate. How I was going to mix up the preaching ministry, the prophetic ministry, the singing ministry, and all of them together that, that you can't even tell what I do. And we are still investing in grace. So, yes, grace is free. But the outcome of free grace is work with grace. Oh, the way you're looking at me, it's like you don't like what I'm saying. The outcomes, the products of grace is as a result of what went into grace. So grace has come to you, you to go into grace. So that's why the grace of God is to all of us equally. But our manifestations of grace are different. Why? Because our investments into grace are different. That is why, my dear brother and sister, if we call for a meeting for investment to grace, then let us all gather here and pray for six hours. And somebody does not come for the prayer meeting, don't ever think that that person at home is better than you. As you are sitting here, whether you are dozing, you are writing or not, one thing has entered your head. Just one has entered your head. It has changed something in your mind. Just one. It may not be many, but just one. Oh, are you here at all? 
So my dear brothers, partnership. Now, this partnership requires that we build our soul. What it means that we have to build our minds. I just realized that I'm, I'm copying my father when it comes to books, ownership of books. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to chase him. I'm trying. One day on campus, then he was with us then as the, as the chaplain of the university. And I went to the friend who was doing ACCA. And before my friend could talk, my dad was talking about how ACCA goes, the courses they do. So when my friend, let us say, I'm coming, bro. So I went, I said, Daddy, what time do you have to read about ACCA? He said, it's my, it's my philosophy that every subject of life, I must have something about it. Can you imagine that? So if you bring, so he has read books on Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, virtually all the main religions in this world, he has read about them. He has read Latin. But his thing is this, it's under dimension of maturity. Not to say everything you know. If that man should preach to us in English, you and I won't see anything. Because he has read Shakespeare. What books has he not read? He has read books. But you know what? All this exposure to knowledge is the reason he can communicate in simple terms to us. For you to come and stand and speak big English, you don't understand what you are saying. You are ignorant. Oh, are you with me? He has developed his mind. He has developed what? His mind. There are some things that have happened to you in this life. If only you had developed a mind, it would have happened to you. You did not need a prophet to tell you. That when you sit in a car, look around and see those sitting with you. That when you are in a car, stop looking at your phone and drive with the driver. That testimony came to give here that God said, accident, it was your foolishness. Oh, yeah, me can, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying here. I get my point. If your eyes was on the road, you'd have to, brother, break here. What nonsense is that? Are you on your phone chatting? The next thing he heard was, bam. He said, the devil has attacked you. Let me say something. There are many things you avoid if you allow the divine life to have effect on your mind. It's for our benefit. This brings. And that's what this man is about. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So pastors read all kinds of books. Not because, not, but so that they can have understanding of things. Because it is the only occupation in this life that every other profession thinks that you have all answers. So you are a pastor of our lawyers, pastor of our doctors, pastor of our soldiers. When they have issue to come, sir, I, we, are, we are actually going for this battle. I, I've been trying to survive. I'm not getting it. And he expects you to tell him. And you call this job a lazy man's job. You are interested in 
I realized that when I was going through my library to see the number of books that would talk about this subject that would Papa wants us to deal with, I realized that I have, I have not less than over 30 books on the subject of wisdom, imagination, mind. I was in a study on the Holy Spirit. I checked and I realized, ah, say I have not less than 16 books on that alone. That's hard copy, not soft copy. A great man of God, before he started his investing, had read over 200 books on the best universities in the world before he started the investing. There was one day I picked the book to read, How to Read Fast. So sometimes I apply some of the principles. How to look at the book a page and grab you realize that the mind can actually capture everything just that we have been taught to read line by line the mind can actually capture like a picture can capture the more you do it you start capturing this this month when you speak in tongues your mind will start working there are many opportunities and possibilities around us but the, the middle man called the soul, the mind, is asleep. So no matter how the spirit is knocking, see ideas, see ideas. I know, see, I know, see, I know, see, I know, see. And most times when God brings you instructors to help open your mind, you resist instruction. Don't come late to church. Come early. You think about church. Some of us were able to do presentations at companies when we started working. Because of church. Opening prayer. Come and do opening prayer. Come and pray prayer points. But we now go to the corporate world. Presentation. We just be talking. Because we are used to people. But when they attend to do your runaway, they are helping your mind. I can't tell you several times, Papa will just come and just give me a topic. Come and preach. Preach this to me. It's a difference when they say, Come and preach. It's a difference now you can pray, Lord, Lord, what a word. Give me a word. Then, five minutes of time, you say, Teach on this subject. It's on to teach about. Say, The man is worrying you. But to amaze you, let me end with this testimony. I went for an interview, one TV station, and I thought it was going to be you know, a host and myself. So they asked, Then they are Oh, so what's your name? So I can't tell us anyone mentioned it. But they said, it's going to be only you. So, you'll be the only person standing there. These are the questions they showed me. So, from one, two, three, you go here, go here, go here. So, did you get it? I said, let's try it. And I stood there. And I started. I used 30 minutes, I was done with the interview. They said, hey, do you do this? I said, no. Say, other people come. Mention other very top people that come. We have to prep them, uh, some go like two, three hours to get just so we can get a shot that is okay. And then we should get to your program to do. Why? Over the years in trainings in church like this, I'm being told, be bold, be strong, be firm, do this. Learn how to put your fear in down there and be on. All those things have been teaching me all these years. So even when I want to say something that's non-fat, I say with boldness, over fat. I didn't know how that you read a material be. It has nothing to do with what you are saying. Like uh, yesterday, one of the brethren was like, ah, that I've heard people preach 
about the three parts of man with worship, but what you said I've not heard before. Actually, I was reading a book on the Holy Spirit, and the book was talking about the spiritual body has no relation to worship. You get it? But because of constant, I knew how to apply what and what into what. This is not by invitation. If we lay hands on you, you might lay legs. This month, how many of you have read through one book since the year began? You finished one book from January. One book, just one book. Two books. Three books. Four books. Five books. Six books. Mama first school didn't go. Mama first school didn't go. Talking of books that you picked to read for personal development. Hallelujah. Eh? <laughs> I want the one that is your type that we pick and businessmen will rise beyond the limits. Oh, can I get a good amen to that one? Businessmen will rise beyond the limits. You will access new territories. You will access new territories. We shall access new territories in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because of you, Ghana will be better. Ghana will be better. Ghana will be better. In the name of Jesus. The Lord grant us boldness. That the things you see, you put them to work. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.